Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. I just wanted to jump in there before the start of the episode because uh, made some errors with the recording yesterday. We forgot to press record for the first couple of minutes of the show and the volume levels were a little bit off between the panel and me as well. So I managed to get the audio from the YouTube video and fix it up a little bit, but it's still a little bit dodgy for about two minutes. But it's funny, so I thought I'd leave it in there for the entertainment value of it. So I hope you enjoy the first two minutes of this episode. It's a little bit dodgy, but then everything gets back to normal after that, and we have a usual cannabis news episode. So I thought I'd let you know so you didn't have to mess around with your volume levels and your headphones too much before the episode started. It does fix itself after two minutes, but I I did what I can to fix it. It's not perfect, but it's there, and it's entertaining, as I said. I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of the news and I'll come back at the end of this to tell you about what's going on throughout the week. But enjoy this episode and I hope you enjoy Wednesday's interview with Jorge Cervantes, which is coming up very soon. So anyway, I'll see you in a bit. I'll speak to you at the end of this. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Marge. Oh, hello. It's <laughs> You caught me mid-drink mid of my tea. Yes. From <laughs> Central Canada, Ontario, and host of Bite Me the Show About Edibles. We have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the land down under. Hope we're all doing well today. Nice. Nice avatar there. Nice. Very nice. Thanks, Christmassy. Bye. We have yeah. Monkey Doo. Hello, monkey down here in the Southeast USA in this warm and slightly humid time of the year. And of course, from the Flatlands 3D6 territory, Saskatchewan. So that, that was nearly correct, right, TG? Close enough. 3D6, yeah, that way you got her. Sweet. Yeah, I'm here again, picking seeds out again. I was going to say, what are you doing there, TG? Well, <laughs> you know, as I do. And as plants do, when you make seeds, you're like, oh, I have, hopefully I get like a few. And I ended up with like 4,000. So. Damn, bro. A, thousand, didn't you? a few thousand will do. Now wow. I can sort all my seeds, motherfuckers. So, you know, it takes a while. Uh, yeah, can... Everyone's voice level is super low. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, I'll bump up the volume a bit. I haven't changed that. I try now. Hello. Am I just speaking loud Hello. into the microphone? Yeah, there we go. Is that Hello. better? Can you hear me now? The others are really Tell quiet. Okay. Okay, everybody else can, is low. Can, is that fixed now, everybody? Is that fixed? Move closer to the speakers, then you guys come on. Yeah, what are you doing, man? Put, <laughs> put some fucking headphones on, man. Shit. <laughs> Why is it always on me? Why? We just like it that way. We can blame you for everything. This okay. okay, is that better now? Is that better, everybody? Should we start again? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, okay. welcome High on Homegrown podcast. Percy's uh, yeah, Grow Room. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mackie UK. <laughs> Everybody else, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. there, there, yeah, there, yeah. there. Large, uh, bite me the show about edibles. Yeah, there um, we go. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's good now, right? Everybody happy? Nice. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> Minus two decibels on Mackie. Am I too loud for you yeah. now, everybody? Mackie. I'm going <laughs> okay. to stop you right there and say, why don't we push the record recording button? in progress? <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! This has been a most professional introduction. I, we the tried, best one ever. We tried so hard. <laughs> I just look up and said, "There's no red light on my machine. I wonder why." 
It's just it falling it? apart okay. at the seams. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's so close to Christmas. <sighs> we don't have to be professional. Come right. on, it's December, guys. <laughs> right. Now, calm down, everybody. Everything's got to be okay. Okay. We're going to do it again. You ready? Yeah. Everybody take a deep breath. Ready? Okay. Yes, yes, everybody. <laughs> I can't do it again. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'll fix it in post production. Don't worry, everybody. It will be fine. Nice. So how is everybody this week? Everybody smoking on something nice? Monkey, what are you smoking? Uh, right now, there's a salad in this in this vape. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what's in it. I know there's some strawberry cough, and I don't know what the rest is, but it's good. Nice. What are you saying, Bubble? What rosin do you have this morning? Oh, uh, I actually, I actually got some purple kush rosin that I'm enjoying this morning. Oh, nice, so, nice. Is the rosin purple? Not quite. It's a little bit. It's got a little bit of a um, little bit of a purple tinge to it, but it's not like heavy purple. Cool. I wish it was though. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Well, you got TG. We know you got a list. Yeah, I always have a list. I'm doing my favorite hash that I have right now. It's this doghouse hash um, from the Kootenays, the Hillside uh, Farms crew. I don't know what it is, but it's fucking delicious. Kind of spicy, melty-ish. It's pressed, really really malleable um but i'm also gonna hit this should, this is a honey oil this is old school oh honey. nice honey oil. Uh, mm. a guy grew up my crystallinity um mr molly if you're listening i know you're probably not but uh molly from uh bc um grew crystallinity and made a shitload of hash oil and sent me a bunch of syringes and this stuff is golden perfection you know it's Beautiful, 70%, something like that. Dabable, edible, smearable on your papers. It's mm -hmm. going to be dabbing the shit too. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, you'll be asleep by the end of the show then? Probably, yeah. Nice. So, potent. And it's cool because it's my own shit. I always love when people grow my seeds and then send me, you know, something mm -hmm. they made with them, whether it's more seeds of a hybrid or something or oil or flour or hash, what have you, you know, it's, it's super fucking cool. Sweet. So, much appreciated. What have you got there, Marge? I have right now a Northern Lights Haze. I've been working on this for a while, but it's a vape cart from the folks over at Gondrawise, which was a recommendation yeah. from my good friend TG, and it's been fantastic. And I have some freshly harvested purple godbud I'm thinking about oh. grinding oh. up as well. That seed's also from TG. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. I got some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've got some of the old lemon tree here, and of course, the CBD cream and cheese, but I also have another one, which it must be. Wedding cake, which I uh, found a box mm. of the other day. It's like thought it was running low, and then the missus like, "There's a box over there full of weed." I was like, oh, "Is that?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like three it's ounces. It you know, it's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, so much fucking weed. I don't know how many of fucking boxes I've got." That's cool. People, I like that. People out, people out there struggling with the yeah, "I'll be there in 15 minutes" guy, and you just find boxes no, of that, weed. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was vacuuming up the living room the other day and found two jars of weed behind the couch. It's like, what the heck? You know? It's just like <laughs> behind, behind the, the couch. Behind yeah, the couch. Just come back shit. there for I don't know why. <laughs> so you'd find them one day and while you were vacuuming, <laughs> and be like, "That's cured nicely now." Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was wondering where that went. Nice. So I think we're all good. I think everybody's ready to go. Everybody's good and high. Make sure all you all you out there have rolled up a joint or built up your bowls, your bongs, your vapes, your edibles, whatever it is. However you decide to uh, consume your cannabis, make sure that shit is getting done right now. And we'll move on to the cannabis news if we're ready. Is everybody ready? Let's do this. Nice. I like it. Let's do it. 
And there we go, the cannabis news and events from around the world. If you have any news stories that you see while you're out there flicking through the social networks and things as you do, then make sure you send us some links, man, so we can cover some stories that you guys want us to cover. And one of the stories this week is from a listener. Because last week, as you know, we came up with a, a good idea for a band name, which was the Pathological Sloth. Remember? <laughs> I do yes, remember I do. that. Yes. Well, I was contacted by a guy on Instagram. Can't remember his name. Excuse me for forgetting. But he's a listener of the show, regular listener of the show. And he's also right now producing a metal album with his band. And his band doesn't have a name. Well, didn't Yet. have Yet. a name. And us over here, high and homegrown here have inspired him to call his band Pathological Sloth. <laughs> so there will be a metal band very soon in Australia that will be called Pathological Sloth. When we get links to their album, we will let everybody know. We expect everybody to check it out because not only are they a listener of the show, so we'd like everybody to support everybody in the community here, but he also is going to use that name, which we suggested. So check that out <laughs> when it's epic, done. Man. Are we going to get any epic. credits and like the, the liner notes or anything when they release their first CD? I'll, I'll mm. ask, man. We should get okay. I don't think anybody releases CDs anymore, though. Oh, they might. <laughs> they might. Come so, on. You don't or know their vinyl. Culture, man. I want to take tickets when they go on tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tapes, bro. Vinyls, bro. Vinyls, Have just issued their entire discography in tapes. Awesome. Awesome. The worst format ever. A track was the worst format ever, though. It's got to be. Oh, maybe, maybe you're right. Oh man, A track play as well. I, I like cassette tapes because they they are games on the Commodore, man, and I think that's super fucking cool. You know, yeah, but I hated when the song would fade out on an A track tape in the middle of the song. It would fade out, go click, and fade back in. I'm like, what is this all about? Wow, <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. It was bad, man. <laughs> it was like when you used technology to to turn the DVDs over. They yeah, like halfway through, and they're like, "No, you got to turn it over for the rest of the movie." You're like, "Come on, man!" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are so spoiled. But anyway, uh, as well as the uh, the name that he has chosen for his band, he sent us a news article from Australia that he wants us to cover as well. So, probably you want to hit that one, bro? Yeah, I can do that. I can go first for once. Um, where are we? All right. So, Victorian crossbench contenders vow to push for cannabis decriminalisation if elected despite Premier Daniel Andrews refusing to budge on the issue. Legalised Cannabis Party promises to push forcefully on drug reform. Uh, a group of progressive candidates that might hold the balance of power in the Victorian upper house have vowed to push for cannabis decriminalisation, despite Premier Daniel Andrews refusing to budge on the issue. Uh, while the Legalised Cannabis Party said it was too early to count their eggs, preliminary projections suggest they're in the running to win three upper house seats but it is promising to push forcefully on drug reform if elected. Currently, Labor looks to pick up about 15 upper house seats, meaning the government will need six other MPs to pass laws. Legalised cannabis would probably be supported by the Greens, who support decriminalisation. The Animal Justice Party, who are waiting to see if it will secure a seat, also wants decriminalisation, while Reasons Party leader Fiona Patton, who is currently in a tight race with former Labor power broker Adam Somirek, I hope I, yeah, I probably murdered that voice. Good enough, whatever. bro. Good enough. <laughs> I, 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 I tried. Um, has also voiced support for it. Uh, Craig Ellis, Secretary of Legalised Cannabis, said if any of its candidates were elected, they would forcefully push for legalisation. If we're in a position to be able to get anything done, we will forcefully press the case for legalisation. I want to make it really clear, decriminalisation is not an option. It's much too early to think about tactics, but we'll have a closer look at our strategy. 
the party wants to allow Victorians to grow their own plants, along with a state-based licensing system covering all commercial operations and an immediate moratorium on arrests of cannabis consumers. Uh, in Victoria, arrests relating to cannabis possession have risen from 9,867 recorded in 2017 to 18 to 11,259 in 2020 to 2021, according to data from the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission. Uh, Greens Health and Justice spokesperson Dr Tim Reid said cannabis reform would be a priority for the party when Parliament returned. With a more progressive crossbench in the next term of Parliament, we can make this happen. The Greens already have a plan on the table to legalise cannabis and will be pushing for it as soon as we're back on Spring Street. Uh, Greens will push for legalisation before 2024 with a policy that would allow Victorians over the age of 18 to buy cannabis to be taxed at 30%, which the party Damn. says would help raise $1.21 billion in revenue over 10 years. Uh, that's a lot. 30% on should... Yeah, sorry. It's, that's ridiculous money. Thirty percent, man. It's How like much fuck is that you. Gonna raise gonna... the cost of cannabis, right yep. there. Stay with the legacy market, man. Fuck you, government. That's, that's what I was just thinking. Exactly yeah, where we're going. Yeah, we see what's going on in Canada at the moment. It's only going to be the same shit. But anyway, um, on Tuesday, Andrew said he had no intention of supporting decriminalisation. My position on that has been very clear and very consistent over a long period of time. The premier said. Uh, but one Labor MP who did not want to be named said it was possible that the party could consider cannabis reform if it was unable to get uh, legislation through the upper house. If it was a situation where we're finding it very hard to govern because of these minor parties, then reform may be something that we look at. Um, so where Will Tregening, the chief executive of Harm Minimisation Group Unharm, said their study suggested more than 75% of the population supported legalising cannabis. A lot of members of the public are shocked to know it's still criminalised, uh, Tregoning said. Nicole Lee, professor of the National Drug Research Institute, said the ACT, mm -hmm. South Australian and Northern Territory have all decriminalised cannabis. The next step which the ACT has taken is legalising use and possession, Lee said. Growing, in, uh, growing it on a commercial basis is still illegal, but you can grow two plants or four per household if there are more than two adults, she said. Passed in 2020... The ACT has the country's most progressive laws, allowing possession of up to 50 grams of cannabis and permitting the growing of it at home. Lee said changes to the policy received a large amount of opposition, but the policy had only resulted in safer user practices. Anything that moves cannabis away from and other illicit drugs away from the criminal justice system is a good move. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Um, yeah, thanks for that one. Uh, it, it was just it, too many big words. I tried. It was <laughs> he so did very much well. <laughs> what, what I think is strange about this one is where they said, uh, if we are in a position to be able to get anything done, we will forcefully press the case for legislation. What do they mean by forcefully? Well, don't hold them ransom. You want to get this passed? We'll do that. Yeah, you you have to do this. You want uh, my vote on this? You got to give me that. Not like, nope. listen, bro, if you don't fucking legalize this shit, I'm going to punch you in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm saying that's what it sounds like know, to me. You know, I don't know if that's going to work that way, though. I don't know, man. People are usually afraid of being punched in the neck, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I'm reading, the 30 percent just stood out to me. It sounds mm -hmm. like that the Australian government is thinks that they're going to tax themselves into prosperity here or something. Right? Yeah, that's that's been the thing for years. That's that's what they do. We'll just keep taxing everything until until it gets to the point where you just can't afford it. Just that they've done the same with um, cigarettes. So now a, a standard packet of cigarettes will cost you more than 50 bucks. 
Fifty. Oh, hold on a sec. What do you mean here. a standard yeah, box? Well, how many you get in a box? For twenty of twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So just your standard twenty-five. It'd be. It's some of them. It'd be more. I've seen packets go be upwards of sixty dollars for a twenty-five pack. Just wow. Ludicrous. So does anybody smoke anymore in Australia? Just the rich people. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wouldn't consider myself rich, but yes. <laughs> do you smoke cigarettes, do you? Yeah, bro. How many do you smoke a day? Oh, about five to ten, depending right, on... Right, yeah, no no doubt with the fucking price of them, bro. That's what it yeah. is. That's all you can afford to smoke, then. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, I'd like to smoke more, but, you know, exactly. got to exactly. eat, you know? <laughs> put food on the table, bro. Can't be doing that, spending 60 bucks a packet every day. Fucking hell, man. That is super. I thought they were expensive here, $20 a pack, but 50 or 60 is... cost here, honestly. Yeah, I don't know Crazy. what they cost in the UK anymore either, man. I know they're high, is all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. It's just, but, I mean, for cigarettes, it's one thing, for sure. I mean, they're trying to discourage people from taking up a really harmful habit that's been proven mm-hmm. for years to kill people but cannabis is something completely different and if they're wanting to eradicate a legacy market they're not going to do it by taxing it at 30 percent but just yeah. true i think what what you're looking at as well though is a lot of people think okay you smoke cigarettes and you smoke cannabis so they're the same mm-hmm. it's not really yeah. that way but that's what people equate it to which is crazy though because one will kill you and the other one won't yeah, and there's other ways to, to consume cannabis other than just smoking it, you know. Exactly. Namargon yeah. said it's £12.50 for a box. Is that 10 or 20 though, Namargon, here in the UK? I'm sure that's only for 10, right? That seems reasonably cheap considering the price everybody else seems to pay. And the UK oh, yeah. is not... Well, I mean, me and Bob Hawk had this uh, discussion briefly in Discord the other day where we were discussing fuel prices, and he said he was paying $2.60 per litre. So I went and did the maths on what the conversion rate is for the UK. And in the UK, that's about £1.30 for a litre. And we're paying like one sixty for a litre in the UK right now. So our, our fuel prices, you know, petrol prices uh, are still higher than even Australia, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, guys are, you guys are copping it over there at the moment. But see, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is what, this is the biggest problem for me is that our, our prices are all governed by... On a, on a world stage yet we have our own coal fields we have our own oil fields we do we have our own gas um, pockets and things and we're still paying right up there so it's it just i just don't get it and they put they the government put like a, a stop on fuel prices for a while and they're like oh look we'll we'll keep it where it is and we'll subsidize it no 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 and within like two days of them stopping the subsidy, it went up like 60, 70 cents a litre, something like that. (laughs) Wow. Fucking craziness, man. And you have Mm -hmm. to drive here, bro. There's no, like, it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, you know, unless you live in a city and even in a city, it can be hard. You you know, you still have to drive. You got to have a car. It's same thing. mm -hmm. Same thing in the States, Bubble Hawk. I mean, most of the country is not built so that you can get around without a vehicle. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are public transport in certain areas, like you say, but even in cer- certain cities, you can live without a car, but it's easier with a car. I mean, here mm-hmm. in the UK, you don't necessarily need the, far- the car because everything's reasonably close, but you're likely to get stabbed on the fucking way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking shithole here in the so, UK right now. So it's not a car, it's rolling body armor. Uh, that's exactly what it is, <laughs> mate. And keep yeah. your doors locked while you're fucking rolling as well, because people are trying to pull you out of it. Shit, but you can't have a nice car here in the UK. Going off a complete fucking tangent here, everybody. Sorry about that. It's what but, yeah, we do. <laughs> you, you can't 
have a nice car here in the UK. You see all the time on Facebook where, you know, somebody's got a nice brand new 2022 BMW Z3 or whatever the fuck they've got nowadays, just parked up on their drive, all nice, nice Audi. And then somebody will just come along as they're getting out of it, stab them, take the car keys and take the car. Just like that, just gone. It's like fucking damn. Yeah, UK well, is shit rant incoming. Sorry, Billy. Here Sorry. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just missed the 420. So, guys, we need to smoke. Oh, up, so yeah. Oh, yeah. There we yes, did. smoke, smoke. Yeah, but that'll, that'll get us on a new, a new uh, level heading. We need to smoke. legalize cannabis in the UK so everybody can just chill the fuck out of it. God damn. <laughs> and instead of stabbing each other, you could just enjoy mm-hmm. a smoke together. Mm-hmm. Bad right, times. I'm moving, I'm moving on to some Clark Kent's armpit, Rosin. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but maybe we should quickly cover this UK news. Now we're on the subject. Might as well. Uh, Shia Moore man who imported five kilos of cannabis from US spared jail after it was inter- intercepted at Stansted Airport. Now, this is something which I think uh, like uh, I'm going to do regularly here on the show right now is I'm going to find out all of these news articles that you need to gather up. If you're in the UK, then keep an idea of these news articles. So if you ever get busted, you can be like, what about this guy from Shiremore who had five kilos and was spared mm-hmm. jail time? I've only got two plants. Can't, sorry. You know, but you know yeah, what I mean? That's, it's three. Like, that's, that's three I've had today. That's yeah, right. It's, it's, that, <laughs> it's one of those days, boy, boy. It's one of those days. But uh, a drug importer has been spared prison after prosecutors accepted the five kilos of cannabis he ordered from America was for personal use. Five kilos <laughs> for personal use, everybody. The heavy smoker. Mm-hmm. The heavy smoker. He was going to make a lot of brownies. So if they right. catch you with like your 20 <laughs> ounce from your, your single craft that you've just pulled down and been like, this is no way for personal use. You'd be like, hold on a minute, bro. What about <laughs> this guy here who had five kilos, five, five thousand grams, everybody. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, you know, it's yeah. like, wow, motherfuckers, crazy. it's personal use. And of course, he should be completely allowed to be in possession of five kilos of cannabis. That's his shit. It's completely up to him. So really? is this going to set a precedent then or anything? I, I think these all set precedent, man. You can use right. all of these news articles in your favor if you ever get taken to court over possession of any amount of cannabis. Say if you're caught with two ounces, fuck it, two ounces against five kilos. It's nothing right. It's nothing. You really got they have no choice but to let you free. You pull this news article out and be like, look at this one here from the Chronicle Live. It's like and <laughs> the Chronicle Live. It's like it, that's the name of this newspaper. They don't always cover uh, cannabis news articles either, but they should do and just change their name to the Chronicle. Live, you know, yeah. uh, Ruben Foster said he invested money made from cryptocurrency to make a large narcotics purchase. He pleaded guilty on the basis it was for personal use and that he would not have sold any, which was not challenged. Newcastle Crown Court heard UK border force and Stansted Airport intercepted a parcel which was on its way to Foster's Tyneside home in January this year. It contained 10 heat-sealed packages containing a total of five kilos of cannabis. So, yeah, imported professionally. You, you know, he's not just from some place, man. He's got all uh, heat, heat sealed, sealed, fucking, yeah. Vacuum I do sealed. That and all the time, man. CG's a pro. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's funny. That's he funny. Said, uh, when police went into his home, he was seen discarding two bags of cannabis out of a window and further cannabis was seized in his bedroom 
In total, officers seized 6.5 kilos, compromising the imported drugs and those found at his home. Newcastle Crown Court heard they have been uh, heard they would have been worth up to thirty-one thousand one hundred and ninety pounds. When interviewed, he said he had recently made seven thousand dollars from cryptocurrency and used it to buy the cannabis. Okay, the twenty-five-year-old from Fountain Close, Shiremore, North Tyneside. So you know, if anybody wants to go find him, why the fuck did they do exactly. this shit? You've you know? got everything there: name, no, address. You know, anybody want to go pick up a weed? You know, (laughs) pleading guilty to the fraudulent evasion of the prohibition and bringing a class C drug into the UK. Necessarily, he only bought it. He didn't bring it in. Somebody else bought it in. Just just saying and possessing cannabis. He was sentenced to 24 weeks suspended for 12 months and a six month curfew with 120 hours unpaid work. Recorder Andrew Latimer said your basis is pl- your basis of plea is that this was being imported for your personal use and the crown have accepted that and that you are not a drug dealer supplying to others you imported drugs for your own use drugs which you were addicted to oh. mm. 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 they always so, go back to that don't oh they? yeah heavily addictive you know <laughs> but uh, jonathan cousins defending said he pleaded guilty on the basis it was for personal use. He made money from cryptocurrency and used it to purchase cannabis from the USA. The first package he received, the second was intercepted. So take that into account, right? The first package he received, so this is probably why it was 6.5 kilos, but the second package was intercepted and that's where they got the five kilos. So did he get two packages of five kilos? The first one came in, he got one and a half kilos left, and then he got the five. You know, it's like what adds up here. Did he really get 10 kilos and then consume three and a half kilos? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something doesn't quite add up there. You know what I mean? And, and again, that's cool. It's his weed. He's entitled to do what the fuck he likes with it. But that sounds like one of those like grade school math problems. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is why he's uh, maybe he's talking about the whole cryptocurrency thing because they can't trace it properly to find out how much you really had and shit maybe maybe uh he well, has I love, the, I love the fact that you know the crown accepts that you're not a drug dealer mm-hmm. mm. that's mm. an admission right there in, a, in and of itself but i look at that guy last week he had like 25 kilos with the counting yeah. machines and the cash and the coke but he wasn't a drug dealer either yeah <laughs> but you know they find free fucking plants in your bedroom, and they'll be like, "Yo, bro, yeah, yeah, that's obviously a possession with intent to supply." That is, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking, 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 don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> he has considerably reduced his cannabis consumption and has found employment, so he wasn't even employed. <laughs> well, he had enough money to buy five kilos of cannabis from the USA. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He made he made his fortune through cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, I'm not. Right. I'm not I am not doubting well, they, that whatsoever. He probably you know, jumped they, on the NFT yeah. bandwagon. You, well, you know I, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> I love it. I'm not the smartest person when it comes to uh, to working stock markets and NFTs and things like that. But I'm pretty certain seven thousand isn't isn't exactly a fortune. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially mm. in today's day, when especially when you're buying thirty-one grand's worth with. of weed and you've only got seven thousand dollars. Come on, man! There's just so much that doesn't add up in this story. But this finishes with um, what the police? 
He, he has drugs in his diff- system, bro. He's got to find a drug mate, test. If he's getting $30,000 worth of drugs in for seven grand, mate, give mm. him a job. Well, this this uh, article finishes <laughs> with uh, a bit Forrest Gumpy, this line. It says, he has been extremely stupid, but he is an intelligent man. I may be a stupid man, Jenny. But I know what lava is. But I know what five kilos looks like. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, bro? But so there you go. That's what's been going on here in the UK. More people with exorbitant amounts of cannabis that have been found and still no prison time. So if you ever get caught growing your personal amount of cannabis, just a few plants, and you got a few ounces put aside, curing somewhere, just be rest assured, man. If you use these news articles in your favor, you tell your solicitor, bro, read that, read that, read that. You know, there's so many news articles which we cover over the last few months where people have had stupid amounts of weed and not got any prison time for it. So just make sure that you have them available to you, man. Don't let them fucking send you down for a few ounces of cannabis and a few plants. Because the, the game's changing here in the UK. This is all precedent, man. What do you all think? Right. Everybody agree? You know, it's it's changing, yeah. right? You can't really send you to prison for possession now unless it's fucking lots and lots of possession. Yeah, what would be considered yeah. possession now? Like a ton? Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. is that is personal possession? Is. Like a ton of weed? Or? Mm-hmm. I'd be happier if it would be being consistent about it, at least. It's like most of the time people are getting run up on this stuff. And then you hear a story like this where somebody gets just let off scot-free. Yeah, that's it. Consistency. This is what I'm saying. So none of these yeah. people should go to prison for it. I don't think any of them should be going to prison for the, regardless of how much cannabis they're in possession of. But people have been sent to cannabis for months. People have been sent to cannabis People have been, <laughs> people have been sent to prison for far less, man, far less yeah. than this. So if they are not being sent to prison for the massive amounts of cannabis they're in possession of, which again I don't think is wrong, the law does though, then people with less than this should also not be sent to prison for it. Just well, saying, two kilos, is, two kilos is more than personal use, I would say, but it's not massive amounts, really. Oh, for sure, when for sure. And twenty-five kilos with three cash machines, seven grand in cash, and yeah, seven yeah, grams yeah. of cannabis—that's also personal use. <laughs> yeah, the cash counting machines kind of kind of put you on the edge with that one, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, dodgy as fuck. Dodgy as fuck. But you know, definitely, definitely. Use these new stories in your favor, everybody. That's what they're there for. Don't let them fuck you over for a few a possession of a couple of plants in a few ounces. I've just got visions of people getting done on possession and standing up in court and going, but sir, Jono <laughs> from such and such had 20 kilos. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But the UK is crazy right now. It's just because they can't afford to send people to prison, I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're all full already. Mm, so anyway. probably it. What do we have next? Who would like, Marge, do you want to jump in and do yours? Yours is quite interesting. Yes, it is. And uh, it comes from the Okanagan Z. One in four drove high on edibles in Ontario, says the CAA. The CAA being the Canadian Automobile Association and Ontario being the province in which I live. So they did a study, I guess, the CAA, and they're saying that more and more people in Ontario are driving while high on edibles. The survey by the self-central Ontario faction of the CAA found a 10% increase in drivers who admitted to driving high in edibles since 2019. So an increase of 10% 
since I guess the pandemic. I One in four question. people. Yes. Mark, yes. When did you start your podcast? Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> this is all your fault. Oh my God. Actually, uh, that's a pretty interesting correlation because I did start my podcast in June of 2019. <laughs> oh so perhaps, my God. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, there is there is something to that that one in four people are listening to bite me the show about edibles and then uh but i'd never encourage people to drive high so i don't know but yeah of course of course I <laughs> <laughs> um but they're saying one in four people 26 percent, say they've gotten behind the wheel after consuming an edible which is kind of interesting i don't like could the numbers be higher because these are the people that actually admitted to getting behind the wheel after consuming an edible mm. I would say and yes. Mm-hmm. How many people have not admitted anything or like, I'm not talking to you? You know, what even is cannabis? I don't know what you mean, officer. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Edible. What's an edible? Mm. Exactly. Yes. You can eat it now. Exactly. <laughs> Did you right. light it first? Well, <laughs> that's a it? new that's a new thing, isn't it? Does eating of cannabis? Mm. But uh what does it taste like? <laughs> With about 10 million Ontario drivers, statistically that means about 156 thousands of them. Sorry, 156,000 of them have driven high on edibles in the last three months. So that's a that's a pretty big number. And they're mm-hmm. saying uh, stone cold sober to stoned in zero to 60. I'm not sure. I have to look at that headline again, because that doesn't really make sense to me, because we all know that it can take usually 45 minutes. So sometimes up to three hours to kick in, depending. Yeah. But maybe that's what they're saying in this article is that sometimes people will eat an edible and be like, ah, I've got time to make it home. And then they don't before so my question is <laughs> yeah did they, did they correlate it with uh like road fucking accidents or anything exactly. like that exactly mm-hmm. yeah. are, are high no, just people no. saying that they drove. Yeah, exactly right they're not Good. correlating it to anything except for the fact that people more people seem to be driving high on edibles yeah. but they're and not no saying that it's causing more accidents or anything the only thing it does say here is of concern says the caa is that nearly half also admitted that they had paired the cannabis with alcohol or other drugs and more than half had driven within three hours of consumption. And in that particular instance, I would say if you're consuming any kind of alcohol or other drugs, and of course they don't say what those other drugs are, but most Mm -hmm. other drugs, it's probably not smart to be consuming whilst driving. And in that case, you should be calling a cab or a friend or a, a ride share or something like that. Because... You know, it's just good to remind people here, you know, them drugs yeah. which people take, the opioids and the benzos, like it's just been mentioned in yeah. chat there, it will say on them, do not operate heavy machinery. This right. means if you're a crane driver, then don't operate the crane. But it's, it also means don't drive your car as well. It means it's not safe to yeah. operate your vehicle. That's what heavy machinery yeah. is. So you can't be driving while you're taking Cars these medications. Heavy, man. Mm-hmm. And anything combined with alcohol is usually not a great recipe even mm-hmm. cannabis mm-hmm. combined with alcohol like it's just going to like amplify the effects of the alcohol too so so half of these people are also consuming other things which makes half these people maybe yeah. not too bright cuz a they're tell- they're admitting to this and b they're yeah. actually doing it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. so and they are talking about you know there's pretty high fines um for you know, driving impaired, obviously you're going to get like a 90 day suspension. If you get pulled over and you're, you're proven to be impaired and unable to drive, you can Oof. have your, yeah. your car impounded for up to a week, a uh, $550 fine. But I don't know. What do you guys think about, uh, about all this? 
I think it's crazy to drive while you're impaired in any way. But as we know, there's many people who use cannabis for medicine and take it yes. daily. It's like I don't smoke much anymore, but like a year ago. And it, by the way, it's been like over a year since I quit tobacco now. So round of applause for me. Woo, woo, woo. But I used to smoke numerous spliffs before midday and be fine driving my car. But if I wouldn't. Fucking smoke half a spliff now and get behind the wheel of my car. It's completely different. It would completely match me up now. And some people are able to consume cannabis and be fine while they drive their car. You know, it's just it's on your own personal discretion. So just be careful out there, everybody. If you if you feel fucking mashed, don't get behind the wheel of your car. Consumption, as we know, doesn't equal impairment. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, cool. mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. rather have me not have a fucking episode stomach spasm in the middle of me driving and have to mm -hmm. keel over because it hurts so bad you know because cannabis prevents that i'm i'd gladly take any impairment test however those are dealt out you know and i'm confident as fuck that i would do just as well as someone who is quote unquote sober you know but mm -hmm. like what what does that really even measure you know maybe the guy's tired maybe the guy's like angry at his girlfriend and shit yeah. that can all Shit. even hungry man 100 you know yeah. how, how fuck how road rage gets to you when oh. you fucking when you got when you ain't got enough sugar in you like when you get the hangries <laughs> you mean yeah, yeah you know and what I'm honestly saying. the stats just... on people driving tired is mm -hmm. they're pretty serious stats because that's when a ton of accidents happen mm -hmm. people driving I'm, like sleep deprived i'm 100 behind not driving impaired but mm -hmm. impairment is not the same as consumption in the case mm -hmm. of cats and mm -hmm. it's yeah. yeah it's a it's a hard thing to deal with but uh, so i guess the other question then is what does impairment look like when we have driverless cars well yeah, yeah. if you have a driverless <laughs> car is the other thing i've always wondered this does that mean you can yeah. sit in the back of a driverless car and consume cannabis or even alcohol for that reason since you're not responsible for driving anymore i think that there's always that clause anyway you are in charge of the vehicle and even though it drives itself you still have to be there behind the wheel and ready to operate it in case there's an emergency well, that's what right. they're saying now, the way it is right. now. But let's mm, just look mm. at the future, if and when it does become a truly driverless vehicle it situation. Would probably be the same as like cabs and shit. You know, cabs are if, if you just let's horribly think of them as driverless. You know, they're just these mm -hmm. automated things that drive you around. Welcome to Benny Cab. Yeah, you know, <laughs> some idiotic. <laughs> but you can't drink in those because it's a it's a public venue kind of mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. they would be shared probably the tag the driverless cabs so probably mm -hmm. there'd be some like general you know no drinking or smoking in public mm -hmm. and those would apply to that too and i think when it comes to that stage when everybody when driverless cars are everywhere people wouldn't own a car then you know what i mean right. so you'd call the car to come to you and then you'll get it's just going to be taxis all the time so it's going to be different i don't think you'd ever really be in control of a vehicle again yeah. and if you do, are in control of a vehicle you're going to be paying a stupid amount of insurance to make sure that it, you know everything's covered mm -hmm. man it's going to be a different world then yeah. mm -hmm. this article reminds me of when we were on a trip in denver and we were sitting at an event venue uh just having a, a conversation with the manager and he was bragging on or he was discussing cannabis legalization in colorado and he came up with with the statement that uh nowadays there are more and more people who are, are being found driving with cannabis uh, in their system. And so, you know, that's a big alarming system. But he said, but if you look at it this way, our accidents are actually going down, which means that we're getting better at driving impaired. Right. 
Sometimes those stats don't make a lot of sense either, because even this article here says that the CAA also found that more than half of Ontario drivers, 60%, have driven after consuming cannabis. And you're like, wow, that's a lot. But then they they mitigate that statement by saying, although that could be many hours after. So it yes. makes the statistic pretty much useless because that's mm -hmm. like me hitting this vape right here and then four hours later, like driving my car, in which case I'd be sober mm -hmm. at yeah. that point. Mm -hmm. So I, know I mean some DWI uh defenses in the US. I've heard people trying to, to go on that impairment level, like, okay, this you're given an, an arbitrary number for impairment here and maybe my tolerance is higher. So I know that a lot of in a lot of cases that doesn't hold up in court here. Um, mm -hmm. You have to have, a, I guess, a pretty good attorney to make that one stick correctly. Right. But, uh, that actually could be said, though, in my experience with cannabis is that, like we've been saying all along, medical users are going to have a much higher tolerance than somebody who's never touched it before. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Right. And that, that makes sense to me. I know lots of people, including most of the people on this panel, that could drive, that could drive under the influence of cannabis and be totally fine. I'm not one of those people, but, you know. Most people know their limits and are at least smart about That's it. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, if you use cannabis on a regular basis, you pretty much get to know what you can and can't do when you're right. under the influence. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's uh, like TG said, and you know, you put it across better than I did. Uh, impairment doesn't mean the same thing as you know being in position. Well, how did you say it, TG? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, intoxication and impairment are two different things. Yeah, yeah. intoxication, yeah. You know, yeah. so and, and that's exactly it, man. Uh, TG can smoke a fat spliff before he drives and be absolutely fucking fine. I can't because I don't consume right. cannabis as much as TG does. And you know, just you have to know your own self, man. If you use mm -hmm. cannabis many times every day, then you're probably going to be all right, but always use your own discretion. And it's like when you drink alcohol, man, they allow you to have like one pint or two. Uh, I'm not sure exactly on the, on the amount. And you're still legally able to drive, even though you have alcohol on your breath and in your blood, it's just a lower amount. Use your own discretion and don't ever drive your car if you feel as if you're not capable of doing that safely. Simple. And you know, you know, when you mm. get behind the wheel mm. of the car and go, fucking I should not be driving. You, oh, you know. 100%. Yeah. So, just a quick shout out there, 69 viewers. <laughs> 69. Anyway. We had two new subscribers. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I saw two new subscribers too. Thank you for subscribing. Everybody hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that yet. Okay. And, and don't forget like to hit the like button as well. Hit the like Please. button. Do that yes. too. So we have a couple more news articles to cover. Monkey, do you want to do... Actually, we should do TG first because he's going to slowly consume that oil and be more and more wasted as the show progresses. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's get TG done. <laughs> and the two of them kind of tie together anyway. Yeah, let's do it. Excursion mm -hmm. here, yeah. But I'm going to take a hit of this uh, vape cartridge. I have also the NL5 uh, crossed with the haze like Marge from the Ganjuais in a cart. And you'll see why I'm going to do this right after I do this and read the, the title of the story. So... Chilbert <laughs> said, if you get pulled over and the policeman says mm. it smells of weed, just say, don't worry, officer, it's an automatic. <laughs> <laughs> CBD, man, it's CBD. You know what I mean? CBD. It's mind your yeah. own fucking business, officer. Anyway, <laughs> see yeah, how far so. that gets you. <laughs> mm, exactly. It'll get you real far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you won't have to drive to the station. He'll drive you there. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice set of bracelets to go with that a comment, you know? Nice. Some people are into that. 
you know. So anyway, TG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my story comes from Stratcan. Um, the writer is Staff. I don't know who Staff is, but well done, Staff. Uh, and the title is, More Testing Needed to Address Heavy Metals in Vapes, Say Researchers. Mm. So that's why I hit my vape right before I did this, because I thought it'd be, you know. Did you get funny. your dose of heavy metals? Yeah, I love fucking heavy metal, man. I'm wearing a death shirt right now. <laughs> okay. My favorite so, heavy metal is mercury. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, mercury is cool, man. It's uh swishes around in your hand all shitty. Anyway. Sometimes it's in retrograde too, man. <laughs> a new research paper showing evidence of high levels of heavy metals in vape pens suggests the government should acquire more testing and labeling to help better protect consumers. The study, a partnership with or between Health Canada's Office of Cannabis Science and Surveillance, that's funny, Office of Cannabis Silence and Surveillance, um, and the National Research Council's Metrology Research Center. Metrology? I don't know what the fuck that is. Anyway, sorry, that vape pen was good. Um, found evidence of high <laughs> yeah. concentrations of what happened metals. bro this is yeah, why we got to him keep... now you know if we were left until rant. last it'd be fucked you know <laughs> right you know i just got shit to say about every word uh, anyway found evidence of high concentrations of some metals in cannabis vape liquids from both the legal and illegal markets in canada so several of the samples 20 legal and 21 illegal quote significantly exceeded the established tolerance limits for elemental impurities inhaled products that are established by the European Pharmacopoeia. The samples of cannabis vape liquids from the OCS on the legal side and from the Ontario Provincial Police on the illegal side. So, you know, a questionable source there, maybe. Um, anyway, we're, we're analyzed for metals that are commonly tested for cannabis, such as arsenic, cadmium, mercury, and lead. These elements can be present for fertilizers, pesticides, or other environmental reasons. The samples were also then tested for metals that could be present during or due to leaching from the metallic parts of the vaping devices themselves, such as cobalt, chromium, copper, iron, and several others. Research Jesus. suggests that potentially high acidity of cannabis vape liquids can cause these metals to leach into the oil itself. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. The concentrations of arsenic, mercury, and cadmium in all of the tested samples were within the generally accepted tolerance limits, but the concentration of lead exceeded tolerance limit in one legal vape pen and six illegal ones. Levels of nickel were in some cases, sorry, some cases, 900 times above the established limits in several illegal samples. Only a few of the tested samples exceeded limits for cobalt and vanadium, and several samples for both markets were above the limits for both chromium, copper, nickel, and lead. Um, several of the samples from the illicit market showed lead concentrations up to 100 times higher than the allowable limit. Oof. Yeah. Wow. So you don't want lead. Lead sucks. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So researchers also noted variations on the concentrations of heavy metals and samples from the same products bought at the same time from the same production lot. Um, so that's kind of concerning. All vape pens tested were no more than eight months old based on available packaging dates. The report noted that other research has shown increasing levels of leaching from nicotine vape products that have sat on shelves for more than two years, suggesting this same process could apply to cannabis vape pens as well. Uh, several other publications have identified metal particles in the aerosol generated from nicotine vape devices. The vape devices in these studies were heated and cooled multiple times to mimic normal consumer use better, leading to speculation that this process could add to the degradation of the metal into the vape liquid. 
Um, however, the products used in this study did not undergo such treatment. Researchers suggest this could point to other sources of contamination, such as the stainless steel aerosol tube, the core of the electrical connector, as a likely source of detected particles. And the health concerns uh, due to inhalation of these heavy metals, especially often in often very fine aerosolized particles, are significant. Um, these metals are quickly absorbed through the respiratory tract and can be further transported to other organs. Researchers highlight that lungs are particularly susceptible to nickel toxicity with adverse effects ranging from lung, lung inflammatory changes to induce rhinitis and sinusitis or allergic dermatitis. Um, even low exposure to inhaled lead can result in an increased risk of cardiovascular and kidney diseases and inhalation of chromium and copper lead to reduced lung function, risk of asthma, respiratory irritation, and chest pain. Um, yeah, it goes on about the concerns about, you know, don't inhale heavy metals. We, there's various mm, reasons mm -hmm. why. Of course. Um, and they are in these vape pens. So, yeah, because of the high presence of all these metals, even in the legal ones, you know, which is like, you know, legal. There hasn't been a lot of fucking research in this legal or otherwise, right? The legal market has just started using these just like the illegal market did. Mm -hmm. And um, thus we have the same problems. It's not an illegal versus legal market problem. It's just this technology problem being put in too fast, I think, mm -hmm. right? So don't, you know, shit on the legal market or shit on the illegal market versus the legal one. Yeah. Uh, in this sense, I think it's just, yeah, we need better fucking quality components and shit like that. And uh, yeah, so it also suggests Health Canada could require more information about the metal components of vape devices, along with a filling date, to help consumers make more informed choices. Um, I actually like that idea, freshness date on the cart. I like yeah. that. BC and New Brunswick have really similar, similar results from illicit products. Um, Health Canada is expected to or announce restrictions on some flavorings for cannabis vape pens, but uh, you know that's not exactly attacking this specific issue. But um, no, I think they're using the same flavorings or similar flavorings in the nicotine vapes as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the more shit you put in there and these, the way the vape pens work, you know, they, they heat, they vaporize the oil mm -hmm. inside, which, you know, you need to have it really fucking hot to do that. And there's a lot of like things that can happen at those temperatures chemically and, and physically degradation wise and shit. So yeah, there definitely needs to be more uh, oversight in, mm -hmm. uh, in this technology. Like, Sounds like the carts themselves are, are a bit of an issue. I'm looking at your graph with all of the different contaminants and the legal market's not looking that much better than the illegal market either way, you know? Yeah. You contaminants know are still there. Mm -hmm. Like I know one of my coworkers used to fill carts in a company out of Alberta, legal mm -hmm. carts, you know, they used to sit around a table and fucking do it just like the black market with a syringe and gob it into the cart, each one syringe out of a big Tupperware container. Mm -hmm. So, and the carts, you goddamn know that they're sourcing them from the same fucking place that mm -hmm. this illicit market are. I have an illicit cart, like, where is it, right? Uh, I don't know, I can't find it now, but it looks, it is identical. It's a CC cell or a C cell or whatever you call them. It's fucking universal, black market mm -hmm. otherwise. So mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's uh, it's endemic in these fucking things. And again, it's, it's I think it can be applied just like with processed foods. The more you process something, the more things you can incur that can be problematic in that process right uh, so this is be no different this oil is the most processed version of cannabis you can really get especially mm -hmm. in a convenient fucking pen especially the disposable vape pens the one-time uses 
fucking things you know so like mm -hmm. i don't know i'm not surprised that they this isn't a problem four years into legalization because they just were like Bleh. as soon as they could they did mm. um, well to my, to my knowledge and i'm not really sure about this you and marge would know way more about this but i believe most of the cartridges carts in the uh, legal dispensaries i've been to are basically distillate with added things added to it not so much as as live resin pure cannabis extract um and that's always bothered me i don't know why but you know taking taking it apart taking the plant taking the rosin and distilling it into thc and cbd and then putting it back together and adding in artificial flavors just seems i don't know wrong mm -hmm. yeah a lot of them are because when you got into the, like the live resin carts and stuff they were way more expensive which is, I'm glad to spend that money myself, but I understand oh, yeah. that I'm probably, uh, you know, the, the exception to the rule there. Most people probably come right. in and want the least expensive one you've got and the highest yeah. THC, of course. Yes. Yeah. It'd be like 20 bucks versus sometimes 50 bucks for the same yeah, amount. But I'm going to yeah. get more, way more enjoyment, in my opinion, out of that live yeah. res, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just I'll just what other shit are they putting into these these vapes? You know, that's what concerns me. It might not be mm. from the cannabis oil. That might just be, you know, that could be clean shit. But the the yeah. PG the the propylene glycol is it called? Yes. Uh, what's the other one that, called? VG. That kind of shit is not really super common. Tilbert asked about that, right. um, and I can speak to that. Like this this car you can see here. This is pure. Um, it's homogenized high terp spectrum cannabis extract mm -hmm. but a lot of it is distillate a lot of it is live resin like marge said and there's no there's nothing cut in it um but the problem is is like this one you can see is white this is ceramic um all the parts i think inside are ceramic save for maybe maybe even the coil uh or the the part that vaporizes in here is ceramic which mm -hmm. maybe is better because it's not metal based and then wouldn't have the leaching mm -hmm. effect mm -hmm. because, right mm -hmm. uh, yeah and like i don't know how much these are and i've never seen them actually other than from ganja wise but um it'd be interesting to compare it you know stuff like this versus the the cheap kind of generic ones that everybody uses like uh versus different kinds of extracts and like like you said with the pg and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, definitely needs to be looked into because these fucking things are everywhere everyone's they're adding shit. fucking yeah. flavor to it and shit as well yeah yeah so. yeah dodgy just yeah. Grow your own, build your own if you can. That's the best way yeah. to do it. You know, source your yeah. own ingredients. Just be very careful, man. Just be very careful. Grow your own, press your own, smoke your own. There mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. The less people that are involved, the better. I agree on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the interesting story there, TG. Interesting one. Yeah. You know, I don't consume those a lot, but I know lots of people do. So it's uh, something to be aware of for sure early on in in the game here. Yeah, I enjoy the carts just for you know when you were out, it's very discreet that kind of thing. But yeah, oh, they're definitely. pretty convenient for that. I this one is phenomenal. You know, I I quite enjoy it. But uh, the the Gonja Wise one. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really I mean, liking mine too. It was a good recommendation, TG. <laughs> cool. Just for the convenience, though, you know, you can go out and puff, and it doesn't really look like much. They refillable, right? No. No. no okay. You just buy the carts. Well, Maybe like I can screw this off and I could probably squirt some more shit in there if I had it. But mm -hmm. that's how you fill them. They're pretty straightforward to fill. But probably it would get gummed up and the coil would fuck up after a while. 
Anyway. So, yeah, monkeys uh, kind of relates to this as well because it's encouraging it's people sort to of ties in there a little bit. Yeah, um, mine comes uh, comes out of marijuana moment. Um, it's cannabis companies and New Jersey governor team up to urge consumers to quote unquote buy legal. Yeah, we've heard this before, haven't we? Mm -hmm. a, few, a few times. Uh, New, New Jersey's governor is teaming up with a coalition of major cannabis brands to launch a campaign meant to educate and encourage consumers about the risks of buying cannabis products outside of the regulated markets. The US Cannabis Council, the USCC, is leading the buy legal effort, which was announced on Thursday in New Orleans at the Black Cannabis Biz Expo. New Orleans is kind of cool that way because uh, New Orleans has said that they will not prosecute uh, small possession. So uh, it, it pretty much have been told that if you're holding less than half an ounce of cannabis in New Orleans, that you're not going to be going to jail for it. You won't even be fined. So now you're starting to have cannabis expos in New Orleans. I thought that's a, a yeah, that's cool, cool little thing. Yeah, man. Uh, cannabis companies, including big names like Canopy Growth, Columbia Care, Cresco Labs, Kronos, Cureleaf, Juicy, Pax, uh, Viola and Juana are signed partners for the campaign, which is also being supported by the New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy. Uh, since adult use cannabis became legal in the state in 2021, the New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission has established a well-regulated adult use cannabis market that has catalyzed economic growth in our community and established a minimum safe uh, standards for products. This was a press release by the New Jersey governor. But like many other products, cannabis is not immune to the persistent illegal market, which poses serious risks to consumers, he said. As states like New Jersey continue to refine a regulatory framework for adult use of cannabis, our local businesses and consumers would greatly benefit from the resources that Buy Legal Campaign provides. This campaign will help protect the ability of local regulated cannabis enterprises to continue to do business in a way that is safe, accountable and protect the safety of consumers while reinvesting in our community. The campaign will involve promoting a buy legal, a buy legal label for cannabis products that meet the coalition standards. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going to be buying something just for a sticker. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Cannabis consumers need to understand that uh, they can buy high quality safe and tested cannabis products and minority cannabis business owners deserve the resources that the national campaign like this can provide in order to encourage customers to shop at their businesses. This is according to a press release that they released uh, on Thursday. Former NBA player and CEO of, of Viola, Al Harrington said that the campaign comes with such an important time for the cannabis industry to truly create equitable opportunities for gubernatorial uh, generational wealth in our uh, community, things like this must be done, he said. Now more than ever, it's imperative to educate consumers of the importance of buying regulated safe products. Again, you can see that they're hitting the safe product, safe product, mm -hmm. safe product thing. Mm -hmm. um, part of the urgency of the campaign said is that people continue to buy cannabis products in un unregulated markets across the US, even in states where it's legal for adult use. This comes with a set of public health and safety concern that the organization hopes to, basically they're trying to educate us that don't buy it, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, as one of, the, one of the first black women to own a licensed dispensary in the US, I am concerned about the proliferation of unregulated cannabis enterprises that are not required to meet the same testing 
and standards as a business like mine does, said Linda Muraco Green, the CEO of Anacosta Organics in Washington, D.C., which is a founding partner of the campaign. A customer can't possibly know what's in it, what is an unregulated supply. If someone is harmed by an unregulated product, that sows distrust on our in industry and ultimately hurts the licensed, regulated cannabis businesses, she said. She makes a good point, but at the same time, I have to ask you guys, is she in, uh, insinuating that there's no good products on the unregulated market? Uh, mm. she, yeah. Uh, she kind of, she, that's kind of throwing a little cold water on it there. We all know that- I, I just that, think that they're all full of shit because they really haven't cared for the last 50 years. And now all of a sudden they give a shit about the consumer. Fuck off. <laughs> well, it, it's, uh, you know, they keep coming back to the safety of the cannabis supply. And I fully understand that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm still in prohibition land and I haven't bought cannabis in a very long time. But if I still went to went to buy it now, I would have to be and I was at the time aware of what I'm buying. I have to know what I'm looking at. I mean, yeah. what does it smell like? Is it moldy? Is it brickweed? Where did it come from? How long has this person been having it? You know, you just have to know your stuff a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you don't usually, um, I didn't do it, just meet a guy on the street and go buy from him. It was people I trusted. It's just what yeah. you do. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's one big part of it. You know, when they say the legacy or the illegal market and shit, what, what they want you to think is, yeah, some guy in a fucking trench coat behind a dumpster just with some generic shit that's covered in whatever the fuck. But that's not how it is. That's sometimes how it is, but not a lot how it is. And my other argument is if, if given the opportunity with equivalent quality, I, I really do think people will choose the legal market, like the general public. You've, we've kind of seen that in, in Canada. People really love good legal weed. Like mm -hmm. it's very popular. The small companies here that are producing good shit do, they, they're seeming to be, like, I, don't, I don't know the metrics really, but they're always you know selling out of shit. All, so it seems like at least their stuff is moving because people are willing to buy good stuff, even if it costs a little bit more. And I would mm -hmm. be in this boat. You know, if, if a bunch of conditions were met, mm -hmm. the quality being number one, obviously. And you just don't want to feel like you're being extorted with this fucking exactly. like 30% like, tax, for example. It's that's like, exactly you, where man. I was going to go right yeah. there. Bubble Hot yeah. Story had it right on top with the 30% tax. That yeah. right there is the motivation to find an alternate source. So mm -hmm. until you can, you bring products that people want to buy, even if they are a teeny bit more expensive. And, you know, the government does have a role in deregulating shit to make it decently your your ability to you know do that with with some sort of fucking financial incentive at the end but um yeah you still have to make fucking good products and and shit that people want and the, the legacy market has been here for a fucking long ass time and we have the you know like i got a little deodorant stick here of, of fucking shit that i roll on my skin that gives me pain relief it's got thc cbd in it like they do everything really well Mm -hmm. So until you can compete with that and and uh, offer it at a decent price point, which which uh, isn't totally the the industry's problem, but you know, don't be greedy either. Um, well, the price point I, seems to be a sticking point for a lot of people for the legacy market. You know, it's one of those deals that they just want way too much it, it for a customer, a consumer that can, that uses a lot of cannabis. It's just sometimes price prohibitive. To, to get it all in a, from a legal market. It is, you know? for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, down here in the South where I'm at, this, the few medical states that we have, cannabis will go anywhere 
from $400 to $600 an ounce in the medical market down here. And the state knows darn good and well that people are getting their medical cards and using the legacy market to purchase it because most people can't afford cannabis at that price. Mm -hmm. Just the way it is. But again, they're not about to lower that price because uh, down in down south where I am right now, cannabis is considered to be a sin. You know, it's not it's looked at in a negative light. So you're yeah. going to pay for your crime if you uh, if you know that's the way to look at it. Like you'll pay the price that's, because you you need this. That's crazy. a crazy metric that's you know not often maybe thought of. You know that that aspect of like I don't know. It's like this this fucking it's the word like puritanistic shit where you know if you want to feel better you pay for it like unless you you comply with the with the system we agree with you well, know syntax is ver- is very well known down down south where i live i mean yeah alcohol cigarettes things like that if yeah if if they think that it's something that's or you can do without or might be somewhat judged immorally by some people hmm. they'll just tax the hell out of it man yeah. crazy but the bi-legal website, for its part, points out the tw- a 2019 electronic vape lung injury crisis that was linked to unlicensed products being sold outside the regulated market, which is a subject for the recent study that indicated that state-level organizations may have provided protection factor, should have provided a better protection factor in a health crisis. So right there, they're telling you that they're trying to use that vape crisis that going to happen in, mm-hmm. in the illicit market to kind of scare people into the legal market. But you know, and it should in a way. I mean, those yeah. those... People that got sick, God, that was horrible. Yeah, I trust mm-hmm. the government 100% to keep me safe. So, yeah, by legal. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> That's queuing up a Mackie rant right there. So, uh, yeah, it's building it up, man. It's like, don't freak out, man. <laughs> I'm freaking <laughs> out, man. Everywhere, man. So, just, you know. I applaud the, the, uh, the people who are trying to start this movement somewhat because some of those smaller cannabis uh, producers that are, that are jumping on board of this, I think they're just trying to get a bigger slice out of the legal market here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you start reading the people that are involved with this program, you when I start reading the likes of names, like canopy growth my gosh you know we know what this yeah, is fuck. you know good luck too much here canopy Ugh. yeah man <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's not just them but i mean th- th- some of the names that were in there going like a yeah, canopy cure leaf my gosh okay corporate weed all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's all it's all just that i yeah. mean i'll trust the legal weed when it comes from the mom and pop stores man not them big ass motherfuckers who are just driven on profit I've been Fuck to both kinds of dispensaries and I actually feel more comfortable in a mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm, you know? For sure. You know, that's it's how Silly said Monsanto there in the chat. And that's a it's a valid point. You know, look at all the what's it called? Glyophosphate or some shit that's in everybody's blood because it's in our food in the weed you know, that they use. Glyphosate, that shit. You know what I mean? But that's completely legal. It was safe, right? It was safe. They're that's looking okay. after us. They no care weed, about it. I'm my body now. I'm full, so full of glyphosate. I'm, you know I'm, I'm saying free. That's it's it. Like when you're buried and your grave's there, you have a completely <laughs> weed-free grave. Just lived during a time of lying life. motherfuckers, man. I do not trust them. They'll say whatever the fuck they need to say to get the last bit of money out of us. Fuck them. Don't buy legal. Grow your own. That's what I fucking um, say. Grow your own, I would say, yeah. But I would say more people would be, let's say, liable to buy legal if, if the quality was a little bit better. You know, this whole thing yeah. about a lot of legal growers 
have to wait six months before they can get their product in because of all the testing and regs and things like that. That lowers the quality of the product that hits the market. Mm -hmm. Then because of all the regulations, the testings, the taxes, and, and all, all the stuff you have to go through, the hoops you have to jump through, the legal market is at a disadvantage from the get-go here. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's yeah. what they need to look at. Four right plants in the chat there said it's actually banned now, Mackie. It's probably not banned, mate. What it is, it's been rebranded as something else. It's what these motherfuckers do. Don't <laughs> trust them, man. Don't trust them. <laughs> I can still buy oh. it here. It's just a different brand name. That's it. Exactly. That's what they do, man. Is it just it's rebrand. Buy your weed from fucking respectable people, whether legal or otherwise. Mm -hmm. But then it's just mm -hmm. hard and legal. And because you know that there's middlemen involved, that's why I don't participate. It's not because I don't want to support like people that I, I like and respect in the industry. There are people for sure. But I just can't like half of my money can't go to the fucking government of, of this province and then more go to the federal government and then these fucking other people like the warehouses get more money because they didn't mm -hmm. they didn't do anything to make this weed i want to pay the people that fucking grew it that's it you know that's how yeah. the market's always worked and i think mm -hmm. cannabis is a unique market in that because that market is so established and people are so fucking used to it that like monkey said back to the black market with these kind of regulations that's what's happening right now in canada back mm -hmm. to the black market the and the, the market. black market is going to end up dictating the price of the legacy the market, market the legacy market the tax-free <laughs> market there's so many the unregulated market that, that's the good it's never going to go away will dictate the price of, of the regulated market because they're going to have to compete that's the way mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. but no yeah. you want the it's best the, weed join grow your own enjoy a community of yeah. other growers mm -hmm. that, yes. that's the only way to get the best weed. Yes share you know if you're in a position to be able to like trade and share like we are in canada um, i would love that do that because mm -hmm. you know, that's a yeah. great way to i mean sample other people's good quality weed you know assuming it's good quality but yeah the ability you know, to mail weed across get, the state lines would be wonderful here yeah it's so wonderful. uh so we'll wrap up this news here because we want to get the draw done on the 420 as well we've got nine minutes till 420 so oh, nice. just two pieces of forum news today we have mix Mix, are you out there, bro, in the chat? I know you're out there somewhere. Maybe you'll be listening later on if you're not there now. But Mix has been around the site and he's been involved in lots of posts and he's been making his presence known over the forum over the last month or so. So we want to reward him with member of the month this month. So congratulations to you, Mix. Thanks for all the hard work. It's good to have you around the forum. It's good to see you. Uh, and, you know, just keep up the good work, man. We appreciate it. Yes, well done, mm -hmm. sir. Yes. Congrats, buddy. And then we also have Grow Dad who won last month's Weed Seed Express spin. So well done to Grow Dad. We've already been in contact over at the forum, I think. But if not, then get in touch and I'll put you in touch with Weed Seed Express and you can have your seeds delivered. So that means the the comp, the comp for Weed Seed Express is open again. Now, if you are a known user over on PersysGrowRoom.com, you can enter this competition. You can just pick what seed you would like to win. And the wheel is spun every month and whoever wins it gets a 10-pack of those seeds which they've chosen and some good choices this month you've got uh, acapulco gold uh, what else is the man uh, super silver haze right gold leaf and wedding cake and wedding cake yeah some good gold choices leaf. gold leaf this is a new one i don't think uh that's uh but they've got a oh. few old school strains in there it sounds like a hash or something from so check it out man check it out get over to percy's get involved in the competition and you might be able to win some of those nice beans but for now, that's all of the news which we have. Is there any more news to add? Can't think of anything offhand. Sounds good to me.
So there you go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. As usual, if you have any news stories you see throughout the week that you want us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to send us links to highonhomegrown at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter and send us messages there. And of course, you can always find us on percysgrowroom.com in the cannabis forum. Sign up there, become a member if you're not a member already, and you can always send us news stories there as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's always a massive pleasure. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. Massively appreciated. And the next episode is on Wednesday for Jorge Cervantes. We also have one more week where we're going to have prizes to give away on the live show, a $50 voucher and a $75 voucher to spend at finoseeds.com. And this week is the last week. So we'll see you on the live show on Sunday over on youtube.com slash high and homegrown if you want to be taking part in that competition but anyway for now thank you very much for listening to the show i hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the interview on wednesday which is with jorge cervantes so enjoy your week everybody i hope you enjoyed the episode thanks again for downloading and listening to the show goodbye